Hello, my name is Miller Pike. I'm a producer and creator located in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and you're once again joining me on AP Studio Files. AP Studio Files. If you're joining us for the first time, please check out season one with featured artists such as our fantastic technical producer, Artie Kabishki. If you're an old time listener, welcome back. Excited to introduce you to season two, episode two. Give us a follow at AP Studio BK on Instagram and TikTok for more updates. Dave Briere is a visual artist originally from Haiti, now located in Brooklyn by way of Florida. She is a classically trained painter and ceramicist, dedicating herself throughout the pandemic to learning how to make digital illustrations. She is a co-founder and host of The Art Hang, which you can find at The Art Hang on Instagram, whose mission is to decolonize, democratize, discuss and who meet every other Monday at 8 p.m. via Zoom to discuss the work of BIPOC artists. Day has a goal of teaching at the collegiate level and was just accepted into an artist residency with Brooklyn Clay and has hopes of grad school. In September, Day was the featured visual artist for Apartment Party, and we are so thrilled to have her in the studio today. All right, so welcome, Day. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi. Um, (laughs) So the audience just heard my little intro, but I'd love to hear a little intro of yourself in your own words. Um, Yes. So yeah, introduce yourself to the AP Studio family. Hi, my name is Day Boulier. Um, I'm Haitian born and raised, uh, moved to America. At 17 years old, I lived in Florida. I hated there. So I moved. Love the beach though, but it's terrible. Moved to Brooklyn about two years ago and I'm just like making art and chilling and meeting new creatives, like new people. And it's, pretty, it's been pretty cool so far. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm really happy to have met you recently. Yes. Like- <laughs> I like, I think it was just like an instant connection. Yeah, I'm like, we sat next to each other at a party and I was like, like you're my friend You're now. cool. <laughs> Like, hello, you make the best salad. I still talk about it. Like, it's crazy. I I talk to my roommates about it all the time. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. That salad came out of such a moment of stress in, oh, no, in a I mean, grocery store. It was amazing. Okay. Love it. I mean, we can talk about it all all fucking the episode. Yeah. No, this is this interview is not about my salad, but yes. I appreciate it. Yes. Shout out to your salad. Shout out to my salad. Okay. Um. So let's take it back a little bit. Yeah. So growing up in Haiti, how was that? I mean, how was your life there? It was great. I mean, it was good. It was like a classic Haitian. I don't know. Like, I want to say that it's very different from the way American kids are raised. I went to an all-girl Catholic school. Okay, yeah. I've yeah. heard that that's kind of like common. Yes, yeah, that's pretty really common. Mm-hmm. And I, I was always like the outsider, the artist kid. Right. Like, I would get in trouble a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah can you believe it I just like I just like really was drawn by there would be like street paintings that Mm. like uh, folk artists would just put out on the street and sell and there would be like really huge murals by my school and I would just like go to school every uh, morning looking at them and be like I would love to make something like this one day so, that's amazing yeah we're just like kind of like my formation it's like everything in haitian culture is like art and music are so intertwined mm-hmm. like 
I could not even picture myself not making art today because it's like such a big part of my culture. You Very know? ingrained in yeah. like who you were and, and like the city that you were raised in. And yes. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much. It's like a lot of pride. There is a lot of. Yeah. It's a lot of culture. It's like a lot of love with for arts and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So in school, so you're in this kind of more like strict environment. Super in, strict. In school. Was there any sort of arts education or emphasis on arts that you remember as no, a kid? My school was more like STEM oriented. Okay. It was more about math, math, math. And I was terrible at math. Me too. I fail every year. Oh, without so No, I I'm mean, so sorry. I think it's for the best, honestly. I would not want to be a scientist. I would mm-hmm. suck and kill people probably. <laughs> um, but it was not. We had art history classes okay. that I really felt natural to me. Okay. And I was really drawn to learn about the movements, the history of art and where like kind of have a background knowledge of what I really liked. Mm -hmm. And I would also like look up like some old, my dad had this really old Bible that there was like classical pictures of like, Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, Like of angels and Renaissance era. Mm -hmm. Like, and I would just like learn really like big words about art history that I can't even, (laughs) couldn't even pronounce, but I would be obsessed. Like I was obsessed with Raphael. Okay. Like the Renaissance (laughs) painter. The Renaissance painter. Yes. And cause my dad, like his entire like collection of books was like mostly Raphael and Renaissance artists. Mm -hmm. And I was so obsessed with that. But yeah, like outside of school like i wasn't really pushed towards that because my dad was very conservative so was your dad very interested in art or was it just sort of a a coincidence that he had these books he was interested but Mm -hmm. more of like aesthetics okay purposes not for like i enjoy art itself it's like these look pretty in my home in my library so i'm gonna have them Gotcha. Not necessarily like, I love this, so I'm going to have it. But it's so. interesting. I mean, I feel like there's oftentimes like you become interested in stuff that your parents are interested yes. in, whether it's like, is the Renaissance period still a period that you would look up to? Or? Not really. Yeah, okay, I mean, no, of, not at I all. Mean, not, not like <laughs> that your art has to resemble the eras that you're right. intrigued in, but yeah. I wouldn't say looking at your art that like Renaissance would be. I know. So for me, like 70s rock and roll was something that I was really able to like connect with my dad about. Yeah. Um, yeah, ter- I was obsessed with my dad. So that made sense now. Like everything yeah. is clicking. Like, of course, like I wanted to impress him. Oh, yeah. He was very academic man these big words you're yeah, learning i know i know i'm just like dad did you know about the pre-raphaelites uh oh brotherhood God. and it's like how do you even know that like, can you even read your seven well, um, i was gonna say how yeah. old are you oh my god I, seven. Yes. I was actually like 11 or 12 you're just no. like seven being like i'm extra yes. i i wasn't really allowed outside to play so all i had was like books and encyclopedia and yeah. i read the bible for fun one summer because i was so bored wow i know i know oh my gosh yeah so you were like you were inside were you did you tend to have um like a was your childhood pretty sheltered yes very sheltered okay and that was very super conservative interesting um, yeah so then uh at 17 you guys come to your whole family or it was just me and my older sister you and your older yeah. sister come to florida and yeah. what, what spurred that well my mom had lived in florida for 20 plus years at this point okay um so and she wanted us to come to america to have a proper college education so i came and i was just like wow like this is crazy like interesting yeah it's different the culture was it was a real culture shock for sure i'm sure and especially at that age yeah and i was just like 
I didn't have any friends. I didn't speak any English. So right. naturally, I gravitated towards a library because that's my shelter or like books. You <laughs> are so cute. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to. You're like, just like living your Matilda dream. Yes. Yes, <laughs> basically. Yes. Yeah. At 17 in yeah. Florida. Yeah. Was the library dead? No, it was pretty great, actually. Oh, nice. had a lot of cool classes. Where in Florida? It was in North Florida, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, not north of Miami, actually. Oh, okay. Not North Florida. Yeah. North was, of Miami. Yeah, it was a pretty small city and by the beach. It was really cute, but... And yeah, your I mom just, had lived there for a while. Yeah. So interesting. Okay, so you're living with your mom for the first... Like, cohabitating with her for the first time in, what, your whole life, yeah. really? Spoiler alert, did not go well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. can, I can imagine... I, I yeah. mean, I, I know, like, cohabitating with my mom at that... My, my mom and I, gratefully, have a, a great relationship now, but, yeah. but at that age, it was tough. Yeah, I just, like, I... You don't want... I don't... Like, and also, I was coming out of this sheltered uh, era of my life, and I'm like, right. I no longer want to be like that, so I'm just gonna get out i'm just gonna be as rebellious as i could holy shit that is a fuck ton of change it's super it's like something i'm still adjusting to honestly yeah 10 years later right okay yeah yeah Yeah. oh my gosh yeah yeah okay so you you're 17 which is just the most insane age i think after middle school like 16 17 is probably one of the most insane ages wild you don't you have a soft brain very soft everyone you know just running around here okay so you're in florida so you're going through this culture shock of like coming out of your sheltered life what was something that you were able to like cling on to in that moment um definitely books okay Uh, books were my um my refuge i also was like fascinated about art of Mm. course like i would just go through the art history section and just be like really in there and really engrossing myself and in south florida there's a really huge haitian artist community oh amazing i was gonna say my my only art uh, history knowledge in florida is the salvador dali museum yes they have that big giant collection okay cool so so you have like a community there i'm not necessarily me but there was a community building okay uh, ever since like haitian immigrants that Mm -hmm. were artists they were coming uh, in like the 80s and yes, 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in Little Haiti, uh, that is not very gentrified, but it's like... Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it was a community of like folk artists and new artists like classically trained like myself that were like wanted to go back to their roots and just kind of learn more about the techniques and everything. Mm-hmm. So I really like was fascinated by that. And, yeah. Yeah. And starting to be like, I'm sure, informed by it as well. Yes. Little Haiti is a Miami neighborhood. It was unclaimed land settled after the Civil War by both black and white incomers who then later applied for homestead grants. It was known as Motto and then Lemon City. In the 1970s, there was a mass migration of Haitians to the U.S. fleeing the cult of de Villiers, a pair of father and son dictators who held power from 1957 to 1986. It became a thriving artist community of Haitian, Bahamian, and other Caribbean immigrants. It's home to iconic institutions and small family businesses. Caribbean Marketplace is a cultural center designed to be a modern day replica of Port-au-Prince's Iron Market. Library Mapau is a bookstore devoted to Haitian literature in French, Creole, and English. There are art galleries, as well as Little Haiti Cultural Complex, which has exhibition and studio spaces, as well as a theater for Afro-Caribbean folk dance and music performances. So at this point, were you already making your own visual art? No, I wasn't. I was shy. I was really shy of putting my 
creations that were in my head in, on paper at that point interesting yeah interesting I, yeah, super shy like i knew a lot about everything about art but like doing art myself felt like a huge barrier mm. yeah and i yeah i feel like i was holding myself back in a way like just being really afraid of like taking that leap you know what changed well i came out <laughs> like oh yeah. my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's so funny I, yeah that makes total sense yeah i it was also like the art that i really wanted to make was in response to my queerness and oh god yeah. and that must have been so hard to like grapple with yeah. having that in your head but yes. not being able to actualize it yes and it was just like i feel like it was me holding that back was like a form of like internalized homophobia oh, in I'm a way <laughs> i know i know it's just so crazy to oh. and it was like me, I'm so happy yeah, you came out. I know. Me too. Me too. Oh, it's wow. better life for me. But it was like this idea of like connecting with myself through art. Right. Yeah. And so when you were disconnected, that was obviously not it was harder. You weren't capable. No. Super. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you're. What age did you come out? If you don't mind me asking. I came out to myself. Okay. Around 18. Okay. Coincidentally, after my father passed away. And oh. I'm like, I'm finally free because, you know, he was a very big figure in my life. Mm. He was very religious and he was like, he was a philosopher. He was like very like scholarly. And mm -hmm. I just felt like if he were in my life, I would just like not. Um, that wouldn't be something that, that would be, wouldn't. They wouldn't coexist really well. Mm. Yeah. So just. Oh, yeah. That's really tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After he passed, I was just like, well, nothing's holding me back now. Like, yeah. My mom is not going to hold me back for sure. Well, I don't know that lady. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, she can't hold me oh, back. Oh, well, no. yeah. So you're 18. You've come yeah, out. Come or out. At least to yourself. Got you know. my heart broken up oh. for the first time. Oh, Horrifying. No. Made some really cool art, though. Good. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah. how was the rebound? <laughs> oh, no, it was terrible. It was like years later, you know. Oh. I was like coping with my dad's uh, passing and mm -hmm. my first like real heartbreak. That was yeah. really intense. So I just turned towards art and yeah. And so this time I know that you, you said earlier that you moved to Florida for education. Yeah. So you're going to college at yeah. this point? I'm going to college, mm -hmm. taking my first drawing class ever. And I'm like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. It was that it was like Instant. that moment for Walked you. Walked in, not even did it, like not have not even done, made any piece yet. Walked into the class and I'm like, yeah, this is it. Was the teacher good? She was good. She was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you walk in, you have this first class, you're 18. Yeah. What were you first drawn to in terms of art? Obviously this is a drawing class. Mm -hmm. Was that like, was that your first medium basically or, yeah. or physically? Yeah. It was okay. like, it's also like required if you're mm -hmm. going to art school that you take those base classes, like drawings, paintings and all of that. But the most impactful aspect of that was the smell of the studios, like the smell of oil paint, the smell of like ceramics like they say that uh, yeah. the smell is like the strongest scent super strong yeah yeah so that really like i came into that studio and it smelled like basically like creation happening mm -hmm. and i was just like you know super like enthralled yeah, yeah. oh my god that's, yeah that's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah i can like feel that you're bringing me there um, yeah so what, what school was this uh it was a uh, florida international university okay yeah it's a school in 
public school in South Florida. And your your sister's going there as well? No, no. she has moved out by this point. Okay. Yeah, so okay. she's like, nope, I'm going to Washington, D.C. and uh, wow, be a big shot there. So yeah. she fucked off to Washington, D.C.? No, D. she's like, D- I hate Florida. I'm out. <laughs> out this bitch. Yeah. yeah and, but you stayed for a while, it sounds yeah. like, because you only got, you got to Brooklyn in 2019. So yeah. what are those years, those six years in uh, Florida look yeah. like for you? Where is your art going? Right. After my first painting class, I was pretty hooked and I started making collages. Okay. With paint mm-hmm. and I would, anything I would find, because I was pretty broke college student at this point. Of course. Could not afford to buy any p- material whatsoever. So I would just like find scraps around the studio, scraps outside and piecing them together um, and making like my first big piece ever. And I still have her to this day. Like every, I move everywhere oh. and she's still there. Like, What's she called? What's her name? She's called Mother of Everything. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's inspired by Yamaya, the, I don't know if it's goddess, but it's goddess of the sea. Okay. And I was like pretty much inspired by that. I lived in Florida. I love the sea. I love the, I love the ocean. You know, I would want to die too. there one day. <laughs> just go for a swim and never come back. But it was like. <laughs> <laughs> you and the sea turtles. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. No. Yes. Yeah. So I was just like, that was my first big moment where I kind of found my own path my own direction mm-hmm. yeah i feel her. like water is really inspiring i mean i I'm super f- feel very connected to water i swam yes. for like a decade oh yeah competitively and so like yeah I'm, I'm sure you have better connection than i do yeah. but no not even not even but i'm just saying like it's always been like being in water and being it has always been such a good like meditative yes place yes to be i love going to the beach here even though it's it's nothing <sighs> like florida yeah no. <laughs> it's gross i went recently and i floated for hours <sighs> yeah it was like that sounds incredible it was incredible and i came back and i was like reset you know yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's such a it's such a nice reset. Yeah. So you're out of your education. You're yes. finding your own kind of mode. At this point, what are your who's inspiring you? Who are some artists that you were looking up to in this time, or right. if any? Yeah, no, I looked up to my ceramics teacher. Oh, okay. Because um, I was making ceramics at this point, mm-hmm. and I was making more like performance pieces with ceramics, and which is like involving throwing this really on the wheel throwing those really intricate pots oh wow and cool. then breaking them right after wow um, yeah it was more of like uh, like smashing them smashing them oh, and i would yes. get i would get my friends together and i'm like do you want to come here i'm going to take pictures of you and you're i'm going to take a video of you smashing them um oh, and that. yeah it was like really it was like a, this idea of letting go that I was like really struggling with, you know? And I'm like, I'm just going to throw these crazy pots That's for amazing. like hours and days mm-hmm. and just, just like, like completely obliterate them. And that's what I was doing for a while there. Yeah. That sounds so therapeutic. <laughs> it was really therapeutic. Like building up and then just, just yeah. destroy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my mom's a clay artist yeah. and a ceramicist. And uh, yeah, I used to love, she had a kick wheel. Oh, yes. Growing up. Those, so, yeah. yeah, they're crazy. They're super yeah. fun. But those are really crazy because you have to go with your own, like, power. You oh, know, it's yeah. not electric. No, yeah. it's like, you she must tired. be really strong. She, my mom is a strong She's lady. Strong legs. <laughs> <laughs> she has some strong legs. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> 
For those who don't know, a kick wheel is a larger human-powered wheel. The potter kicks a large cylindrical base, which then rotates the surface of the wheel in order to create the desired shape of the pottery. I love art that's impermanent. Yeah, and me I think, too. And I think that I'll talk a little bit about this in a few of the, the previous episodes from last season, kind of talking about being less precious with yes. your work. Yes, um, that was something I talked about with Alex, who showed at the October apartment party. Amazing work. And they, yeah, incredible. Yes. Tucker did all the pictures, and they turned out incredible. And it Amazing. was just, yeah, so it fit in this space so well, and it fit with the theme of the night so well. And yeah, talking about them, about just like putting out work. Yes. Just put it out there and then walk away. And this is something I talked about with Art as well, our technical yes. producer, about just sort of like, they're so good about just putting out content yes. and just say fuck it you know yeah. and like you you do that as well I mean you yeah. are like constantly posting and like yeah. <laughs> putting out new work so okay so you're drawing to your clothes in Florida at this yeah. point are you living with roommates are you living with family still or yeah okay I was living with my first partner at the time okay and just one roommate she was barely there so oh, okay so that's kind of nice yeah. so what was the push to move to Brooklyn I've always wanted to okay I visited Brooklyn at a year into being into being in America and I'm like, I want to live here. Like, Love this it. seems like the place for me. And yeah, that was it. Uh, and I just like, one day I bought like a one-way ticket and had like $700. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> I have a big duffel bag. I got rid of all my shit. Fuck yes. And then it just like, came here and i was living in a really terrible apartment at first but i was just like this is cool <laughs> i'm making passage, art yes, yeah yeah yes. yeah you have to like live in a shitty place shitty <laughs> shitty apartment like oh my god like roaches everywhere oh, like wow. super hot like it was summer oh of, yeah like, it, you know summers here get really tough mm. it was like crazy yeah, yeah. No, summers are disgusting here. Every, yeah. every year I'm like, right, the back sweat is back. Yes, <laughs> yes. And also to like go back on impermanence in art, for me it's more directed towards this idea in the contemporary art you always have to like put out something produced, like you said, like put right. produce contents, produce the everything. Yes. within art. Yeah. So if you have an art that's ephemeral, there is no way for you to put a price on it. You're just yes. like, yeah, you... you if I'm destroying my paintings, if I'm destroying my vessels, there is no way that someone's going to be like, I'm going to pay $10,000, $10,000 for this piece. Right. I mean, although I would let them, I mean. I'd, <laughs> You'd let them I, buy your broken sell, painting. Yeah, I'd sell that for a second. <laughs> but um, You could sell an NFT. We were talking, Alex and I were talking about this too. You could sell an NFT of it. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I have a video of you breaking it. <laughs> yes, yes. NFTs, yeah. I Yeah, this is like this idea was driven by that. This, I love that. So this is yeah. like specifically like anti-capitalist? Yeah, it's very much anti-capitalist. Anti-capitalist agenda. Like very like anti-capitalist idea. And like also I was in art school. I You are groomed to go to graduate school. Not right. in real life. You don't right. have any real, you don't have any real footing in the world when you're done. Yeah. Um, I, so that was a rebellion against my <coughs> teachers at the time. And this idea that you have to build a portfolio and do all of these things. And I was just like, no, I'm just going to make these things that are not going to exist in five seconds in like a week, you know? I love it. Yeah. So once again, you're kind of in a structured environment and yes. you're rebelling out of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it seems to be a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, love, I mean, it sounds like you're very true to yourself. Yes. Though. I mean, uh, no, I, I think I had a very similar experience when it came to going to school for acting. Yes. You're taught 
or you're not taught the practicals of your profession. Art and I talked about this a little bit earlier about how you have to be like a self marketer and you have to be design a website now. Yes. And it's like you have to be able to do 40 things yes. in order to sell one painting. Yes. You uh, have to do everything. You have to be shipping and packing. Right. And updating and really all of these things that you're not being thought like how to even price your work right you know it just like I had to find out by myself and it was a tough road to be in and I just feel like I was left without any guidance after school I feel so I just moved to New York for guidance (laughs) (laughs) but you know I mean that's I think moving to a place where you're challenged is it's hard, obviously. Yeah. yeah. There are all the challenges that come with having to, quote unquote, start over. Yeah. Especially if you're not in sort of a built-in institution like a university or college or yes. going to graduate school. So you moved, it's 2019, you moved yeah. to New York. Yeah, mostly because, most of the reason why I moved, because being queer in like South Florida, being like a queer black woman in South Florida, it's extra tough. Like, I'm was sure. a lot of harassments that a lot of like really, um, veiled homophobia that i was just right. like i really don't want to be around here mm-hmm. and also i kind of cut contact with my mother after coming out to her so we're just like let's give so, each other a few states uh, <laughs> a little bit to, of uh, some to, geographical yeah, space to breathe you know yeah totally. no i think that makes sense and i feel like yeah. obviously wanting to be in a place where your uh, whole entire identity is appreciated and yeah. also not threatened is yeah, it's just really being, natural I mean, you don't have to appreciate me. I just want to be left alone. I don't want you to go out of your way Amen. and just like harassing someone that you don't know, which, yeah. yeah, which is my daily occurrence. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's terrible. It's terrible. And it's terrible that that was two years ago. And I'm yeah. sure it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, going back recently with my current partner now, and I just had super like what's crazy because I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable doing PDA here because mm. I just feel like. I'm going to be harassed again, you know? Right. Yeah. So you kind of had to like, did you guys have conversations before that? When yeah. You went? We, okay. had, we had talked about it and it was yeah. just like, no, like I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. And I only want to go for a weekend actually. That sounds like really healthy boundaries. Yes. So it, were you prompted to go back because you have community there or was it family still? I just or, missed or the just, beach. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the beach. I, I just it. went back and stayed like on, at the, a, beach. on the beach at an Airbnb and like, just floated for hours yeah (laughs) yeah that sounds amazing yes it was yeah yeah Yeah. I go back to Texas and I'm grateful because I have a very like strong good community there but that's um, awesome I definitely like I needed to move somewhere where I was going to be challenged yes and um yes so you're in Brooklyn by this time yeah you're living in your rite of passage apartment yes shady Um, apartment when did you connect with the art hang uh, it was last year, actually, okay. throughout, so, during the pandemic. Was it born out of the pandemic um, or was it already yeah. something that was already happening? My partner in uh, crime, Alana, and I, um, she's an amazing painter, by the way. She's, um, we were talking about doing this thing of exchanging used art supplies for, oh. yeah, for people that were not, like, I did not have access to art supplies for a long time. What, you couldn't afford $40 <laughs> brushes at Blick? Yeah. <laughs> I go into Blick and I'm like, I can't even look at anything in Every here. Every time I go into Blick, I always somehow spend like $100 plus. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. No, it's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of was born of this idea of sharing supplies, like very anti-capitalist 
sharing yep. uh, just this community and building something. And Love I have that. a background in art history, and so does she. And we kind of like met on that. And we're like, hey, what if we just like had this thing? Because we're not doing anything. It's the pandemic. We're right. all bored. Um, let's like kind of put it some like <laughs> Google Slides together, and then it kind of became this like big thing and i know it's for, amazing I, yeah. I, so the you can follow at the art hang yeah on instagram and they meet every monday at 8 every PM. other monday now every so. other monday yeah i think that that's wise yeah though, right now yeah so every other monday on zoom and you can go to their instagram and get the link and yeah discussing the one that really um jumped out to me recently was the indigenous artist yes. um that y'all were talking about yeah her work was amazing her work is really amazing it's it's i don't know i have no words it's like yeah yeah no she's incredible yeah the indigenous artist we were speaking about is named wendy red star an absoloka crow who grew up on the crow reservation in montana she's a multidisciplinary artist based in portland oregon whose work has been shown at the met and the seattle art museum she works in textiles photography and multimedia installations much of her work critiques natural history museums and the practice of placing dioramas of Native Americans placed next to dinosaurs, exemplifying the colonial mythology that reduces Native Americans to extinct species. I was kind of looking back, preparing for this interview and looking back through y'all's Instagram, because obviously yeah. this was something that I I wasn't aware of until like maybe a month ago. Yeah, which is great. yeah I know. It's, I mean, it's amazing. And Koaho, who yeah. also performed at October's apartment party, is another co-host yeah. as well. So, how does that work for you guys? What is the process like behind that look like? Because yeah. I love it so yeah. much. It's very decentralized. There is no leader. Okay, for sure. Like then that was like my one thing. Like this needs to be as anarchist as possible. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we all take turn. Usually it's been mostly Alana cause, um, Koa and I have been really busy with like mm-hmm. freelance work lately. So we love that. Though. Yeah. Yes. Monies. Yes. Um, capitalism. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> I had to pause my anti-capitalist work to make money. <laughs> to make money so I can live. <laughs> so I can do my anti-capitalist work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so we all each like have an idea that we want to go for. Okay. There was this, I really wanted to do something and, or Alina, we all pitch it to each other and oh, okay. put a slide. Okay. And usually that's done through text messages. Like nice. it's very like informal, very informal, very relaxed. And if anyone that participated in our group discussion is like, I want to put something next week. We're like, yeah, dude, we're, we're down to help. We're going to awesome. help you put on the slide. We're going to support you. It's all about peer based learning. You know, it's not very, very about decolonizing, democratizing. Yes. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about, I love that acronym that you guys have. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. And I was sort of thinking about that in terms of our own learning. I mean, I know it's obviously an ongoing question for everyone, but I know for me, like decolonizing my own creative history and also world history yeah. has been obviously a huge process. When did you start to have that sort of consciousness in terms of like art and art right. history because obviously history. you're like you're looking at like Raphael you're looking yeah. at yes. the renaissance you're seven years old using yes. these big words yeah when for you did you start to think about art in terms of those sort of yeah that's words? a great question actually I was in an art history class and it was contemporary art okay and I was given this list of artists that we should all put a, a slide or powerpoint or write about okay and I was going down that list and there was only one black artist and I was gonna say. about three women. Mm. 
and i was like it kind of dawned on me like when i was there that this space that i'm in in learning is not about me it's not for me right um it's a very white male it's very white male it's very, it's very white white in general yeah it's very like dominated by white cis male mm-hmm. and it's just like this idea that me being there like i have to earn it mm. almost you know and i just feel like with my contemporaries like like people i would go to school with were like putting up shitty stuff out there and and they were just being yep. applauded like applauded because they were like white and they're like male and they had clout in the community because of right. their you know ties and stuff connections yeah yeah using i i mean when you have generational ties yeah. of wealth obviously your yeah. community is going to be able to support you in, in a way that yes. you know somebody coming to america without yeah. those ties is no yeah not no gonna be able to yeah. with yes yeah so yeah. you're sort of, you're in this class, you're looking at it from that perspective of like, I am not represented here. Yes, I am not here. I mean, do you know this artist, Kara Walker? Amazing work that you should look into, but she was the only person on that list. And okay. she's an amazing artist. She deserves to be on top of that list, in my opinion, you know, because her work is so historical and has mm-hmm. so much meaning behind it. Kara Walker is a Black American multidisciplinary artist. Her work can be found in museums throughout the U.S. and Europe. According to the Walker Art Center, she has gained national and international recognition for her cut paper silhouettes depicting historical narratives haunted by sexuality, violence, and subjugation. Walker has also used drawing, painting, text, shadow puppetry, film, and sculpture to expose the ongoing psychological injury caused by the tragic legacy of slavery. Her work leads viewers to a critical understanding of the past while also proposing an examination of contemporary racial and gender stereotypes. In 2014, Walker's first large-scale public project went on display at the abandoned Domino Sugar Refinery in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It was a massive sugar-covered sphinx-like sculpture called A Subtlety, or The Marvelous Sugar Baby, an homage to the unpaid and overworked artisans who have refined our sweet taste from the cane fields to the kitchens of the new world on the occasion of the demolition of the Domino sugar refining plant. But all the men that I was learning about in my contemporary art classes were trash, in my opinion. Yeah. And <laughs> nothing new, basically. Nothing new. Very vague idea of what it felt like it was explaining itself too much. And I'm like, art is supposed to be intuitive, in vague. my opinion. Yeah, like a up to interpretation yes. kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. very vague, and I know like there's like movements behind these or histories and stuff, but to me, it just felt like well, there's something missing there, and mm. it was because my culture wasn't there. Yeah, my history, my people weren't there. You know, right? And there's like an instant disconnect in school. So your history wasn't represented yeah. in the curriculum, yeah, or in the art being put forth by the artists yes. within the curriculum. Especially in South Florida, where there's the big um, Haitian artist community, for, right? For it, for them not to be mentioned in school, mm-hmm. was like to me was like, well, this is weird. Very Eurocentric. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. What did that prompt in yourself? Did it prompt you? to go out and learn more about Haitian artists or black artists or yes. even, I mean, what something I was thinking about is like, were there any gay people on that list? Um, I mean, not probably out gay people. Yeah. I like, mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, first of all, you know, it's just like, yeah, I, yeah, there was any, but in yeah. my opinion, all artists are a little gay. So <laughs> 
I mean, everyone's just a little gay. Like, come on. It cannot be 100% straight people. You're making art. <laughs> like, okay, gay. you're a little gay, dude. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I love that. I yeah. Love that. yeah. No, I mean, I think that finding yourself within art is... Because, you know, art is supposed to be in a lot of respects, and I hate that I'm about to say this, but it's it's a mirror. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's yeah. a mirror where <laughs> you hold yourself up to, and you look at your peers, and you look at your people behind mm-hmm. you, you know? It's just like, there wasn't any of that. Yeah. And I went out to your questions, like, I went to the library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I stayed up so late, like 3 a.m., like, at the library, and I was actually, like, going for crafts people too because okay. usually cross people are people of color and women mm-hmm. and they're also like conveniently being left out of art like of history thank you like yes. like art with a purpose like yes. basket weaving basket my mom weaving. has been so into basket weaving i recently. love basket weaving and it's like your mom's so cool like i want to <laughs> meet her my mom, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is very cool she was like how's the interview going i was like we haven't done it yet i'm so um, excited <laughs> no she's like hyped to come and uh, visit and yeah. meet everybody and come yes. to a part of my party again yeah. at some point i don't think she's been since 2019 but yeah yeah like usable art yes yes. yeah yeah art with a purpose and it's also it's really funny because there would be contemporary artists using crafting methods Mm -hmm. but then it was dubbed as art because they're men you know and (laughs) when it's men doing it it's art if it's a woman it's or if it's a person of color you know it's a gay person it's like inherently it's crafts and and that's like to me like that was one of the things i was like pushing away from the canon art history and kind of moving towards like the shadows and figuring out what's behind there you know and Mm -hmm. there was a lot more there's a wealth of culture of knowledge of history behind there for sure i feel like that's such an important craft and especially because so many of those crafts are generationally taught yes like weaving, weaving and all that kind of yes. stuff like is so Basket it's so making, tactile yeah. and it's important for storytelling yeah as well as uh monetary i mean you have these yes. you have these women like cranking yes. shit out and i'm like brah, brah. Yes. yes i love it I love yes it. it's like a very like usually um weaving and anything that's crafts like is mm-hmm. usually matriarchal and it's being thought through one daughter to the next like, and it's usually like if there isn't a man involved that's how i saw it it's just like it doesn't didn't really matter right it seemed like you know right no that makes a lot of sense yeah so you're in brooklyn you're connected with the art hang yeah you're having these these weekly discussions yeah and you're teaching yourself how to do your collages yes yeah and which is kind of your like if someone was to go look at your instagram which is at biomorphia yes at biomorphia on instagram if someone's gonna go look at your instagram right now it is all that it's all these um epic collages which day actually showed at the september apartment party which was amazing yeah sort of an ambiance um, music, music vibe yeah. behind it and, yeah. in it and I loved it it was great we did it on the projector and it was it was a fantastic way to for free yeah. show a shit ton of your work yeah I mean that was like a five minute long loop yeah was this six minutes six minutes yeah, yeah was I was gonna cool. say and it was a ton of different collages that you all do you said on your iPad right yes and I also thank love... you again for inviting me that oh was my... such a fun experience oh my like... gosh are you kidding yeah. me and then able being able to connect with Koa because yes. of you like this is why 
we have this community yes um yeah it's like all peer based you know yeah and so you showed this work and this is all stuff that you've been teaching yourself now what is your process for the I want to call it like a series because there are repeating colors and themes throughout this work right now what is your inspiration what is your process well I also make uh, illustrations right and collages are separate I think collages are more personal to Mm, me and they tell more of a story my illustrations can be a little bit more commercial you know I'm gonna make money that's okay we got a um and uh usually with my i'm gonna start collages Mm -hmm. when i first moved to new york in brooklyn in my shitty room i was sweating naked on the bed (laughs) the only thing i had next to me was my sketchbook and someone left a bunch of like magazines Mm. and like started cutting it up because like i was super broke i could not afford to Go to Blake and spend yeah. $200, no, you know? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Been here five years and yes. I still can't afford oh that shit. Oh, my God. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> so I would just, like, start cutting and then start journaling in mm-hmm. some ways. And it just felt... It's such a way to connect with myself, you know, my right. higher self. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the question, right? Yeah. yeah. So through this... That's so interesting that you yeah. journal. I've kept a journal for a million years. Yes. I love journaling. Oh, my God. I, I mean, it. I'm like... I'm usually threatening people. Like, I'm going to tell my journals about you. <laughs> Yo, if I tell my journals about you, you're mm, done. You're done. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's like, but my journal knows. Uh, <laughs> but I already talked yeah. to my journal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're working on these collage series, yeah. uh, one of which I own, which I love. I'm excited. Oh, I love it so yeah. much. Maybe I said this on one of the other podcasts, but I had this incredible realization throughout the pandemic that all of the art in my apartment is all by friends. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. And that was another addition to oh my, my friend wall. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't wait to give you more stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're working on these and then something really interesting. I sent out a little like pre-interview survey just to ask each interviewee a little bit more about themselves mm-hmm. and something that you brought up about being like a goal or upcoming accomplishment, I guess we should just go ahead and call it, was mm-hmm. the Oracle deck. Yes. Please tell me more. Cool. Okay. Yes. Art will um, love this. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle decks are a tool of self-reflection. They are less structured than tarot decks, which have 78 cards and follow rules based on the writer weight deck. Oracle decks can have as many cards as the artist desires and may contain messages from goddesses, famous literary witches, and self-care tips. I actually was approached by someone in Instagram, like, it's like, hey, would you be able to design uh, an Oracle deck for me? And of course, I jumped at that Mm because I'm like, I love this. I've been thinking about tarot cards. I've been trying to teach myself how to do it. But in the process of learning, and it's very intricate. It's very, like, there's a lot of veiled mystery, like, hidden knowledge. It's very Mm -hmm. occult in a way. And to me, it felt a little scary, like, looking at different decks, looking at different, like, oracle decks. Interesting. uh, Yeah. It felt very scary. Um, and scary in like an intimidating sort of way? Intimidating or? Okay. for someone who really is not knowledgeable about that kind of stuff, you know? Okay. And as someone who's like approaching this as a complete novice, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to put my spin on this. I love so, it. One of the things that's very important to me in all my work is playfulness is like yes, which, the art of play, you yes. know, this, <laughs> this art of pleasure. And to me it's through colors and it's through like, bold like primary colors and a lot of textures Mm -hmm. the things that would remind nostalgia like almost Mm. like this chase and playfulness and nostalgia is what i drive on and i kind of just like started breaking everything down 
Like, I'm like, I know I want to use certain colors. Okay. And I want to use certain objects and animals and items that people would really relate to and convert them in okay. a way, you know? For example, I right now I'm working on the power card, which is an alligator. <laughs> and yes. It's like, it's very simple. It's just the alligator on a card. And there is going to be like accompanying words to it. Okay. But I feel like someone seeing that might have like a more clear and direct understanding of that card and themselves, mm. you know, rather than having to just like go through really deep like internet holes to find, find out what the strength card means in the tarot, you know? Like, right, right, right. Yeah. I love that kind of like, it's almost like you're kind of removing some of the barriers yes. from like understanding what the deck is telling you. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love Definitely. that. Definitely. It just kind of make it easy for everyone to use and for myself in a mm-hmm. way, because I'm like, I was really, I wanted to make something really complicated at first. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this doesn't work for me because this is not the kind of person I am. I'm very like straightforward and simple in my work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to translate that into the deck. And sort of have the colors that would respond to people. And I was like showing them to a couple of my friends and strangers. I'm like, hey, how do you respond to this? And they're like, oh, I love this color. Like, this showing a light. This, I'm like, how does this make you feel? Uh, <laughs> Playing and, Freud over yes, here. <laughs> yes. I like the textures, the colors, you know, like using reds and like um, really fundamental colors that people can really relate to. And textures. And, oh, I said this before. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that you brought up that your work is intentionally playful. Yeah. Because I think that was something we talked about. I think like maybe even the first time we met, I was probably like, so people taking themselves so fucking I talk seriously. about it a lot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, this shit is like I'm doing it on an iPad and my computer is like 15 years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember it was, a, it was an apartment party and I kind of called everyone in because you were starting your work and yeah. you said, feel free to give me feedback, but I'm very sensitive. So please be kind. And I was like, I love that. I love how honest that is. So please be kind to <laughs> please me. Please be kind to me. I'm very sensitive. Send me an email. <laughs> so I can cry alone yes. later, please. Um, yeah. I love that. Well, number one, thank you yeah. so much for being here today. This oh, has been yes. like truly amazing. And thank I, you for having me. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I I'm, hope you're having fun. I, I'm having a great time. Great. I awesome. am. I am. Yeah, no. yeah. So I have a thesis question mm-hmm. for this season that I'm going to be asking all of my guests. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of based off of a lot of answers from our season one thesis, mm-hmm. which is what does joy look like in a community setting going forward? Oh, and so yeah. I put that question to all of my guests from last season mm-hmm. and then also put it out into the community. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what came up was what methods of community support or the need for community support. Mm-hmm. And so my question for season two is what methods of community support inspire you? Hmm. Methods. Yeah. Definitely the sharing, the free sharing mm. of resources and materials and knowledge. Agreed. Um, is that still something that the art hang is? is yes, absolutely. Oh, great, great. Like I, we would usually tell people like, you can put us down in references. You can like literally email me and ask me anything you want about like Photoshop or something or oh. Illustrator if you want to. Oh, so not only like products, yeah. but also knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I accidentally bought like a year's worth of like the skill sharing thing. Skillshare. Yeah. Oh, Skillshare. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, does anyone want my password? Like, I'm not going to use this. Like, you know? I love it. You're like yeah. Netflixing out yes. to everyone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's always been a thing like in school, I would always like, 
torrent the books and like mm-hmm. drop it in group chats yeah and you're like would be terrible if someone uh, were to download this yeah like <laughs> oh look uh, this hundred dollar textbook that's right there yeah so it's like this idea of, of like sharing with me it's like community mm-hmm. um, definitely community setting yeah yeah i love the the idea of sharing skills yes as well trading like skills, bartering yeah. like i've done that a lot like yes. i to, my whole thing is i love cleaning yeah if you ever want to barter for cleaning i'm so down Dude, um, i'm down like <laughs> honestly like i'm bartering with a friend right now and i'm teaching her photoshop and she's teaching me how to dj oh my god yeah <laughs> that is a great swap. i know we're Holy just shit. like we were just doing it and she was just like really blown by like little simple things i was showing her i'm like this is crazy and i was blown about the things that she was showing me and i'm like this is crazy that we both have this knowledge right and then we're sharing it right now and it's we're not so having beautiful. to pay a third party yes yeah. like no, if you know this thing if you know the skill and i know the skill let's just swap you know and, and that's the way it used to be yeah you'd go do an internship some or yeah, not even an internship you'd go apprenticeship yeah. somewhere and learn how to fire a kiln and yes. blah 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 blah, blah and yes. whatever it is yeah i think that's incredible well yeah. day it was absolutely amazing oh, having thank you, you for here. having me i am this is in love with you oh my god <laughs> i i mean i tell ryan like all yes. the time that i'm like i'm in love with her like <laughs> like i know i was like i'm gonna keep her and he's like okay that's fine. <laughs> i'm like i want to be friends with miller <laughs> yeah. I love it. yeah well it's been amazing having you yes thank you so much thank you so much bye bye AP Studio Files AP Studio Files can be found on all streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at AP Studio BK. Message us for info regarding how to attend our monthly apartment party on November 21st at 6 p.m. AP Studio Files is hosted by Miller Pike, with technical production by Artie Kapishki, photography by Tucker W. Mitchell, and researched by H. Connolly with music by Fab the Duo.